over to you for the minute. Great. Um, thank you, Ben. Um, Lynette. So we're going to start with the approval of the minutes, last minute, December 5th minutes. So uh, do you, can I have anyone uh, move a motion to approve the December meeting minutes? Yeah. We have uh, Elder Matsfei and then second by Elder Conklin. Uh, is, any, is there any objections or changes? I see none. And then I will consider this as uh, past the uh, approval of the minutes. Just good. So we're going to move to the next one. So I'll, since we're going to lose uh, no, no public comments, Ben, right? That's correct. I'll double check. Uh, I don't believe we do. Okay. Nope, I don't see any. Okay. We can move to the disclosure and uh, recusal. Do we have anyone here that need to disclose something or recusal from any of these agenda items? Sinan. Okay, we can move to the item. I um, how do you call it? Action item. So, um, since we're gonna lose the quorum at six fifteen, so I would like us to move. Uh, item. I would like someone to like uh, pass a motion to move item four and item five above item three on the agenda, so we can get both presentation finished and review the calendar prior to the discussion in passing meeting. See Alda Conklin. Alda Matfei, okay. Second that. So we will move the item four and five. And then when we have time, we can take the item two, three. So item, so we can jump to action item. Two is the authorize, authorizing the city of Madison planning division to prepare the Northeast area plan. So, uh, Linus, are you going to talk about it or do I have to get the motion to table this first? Or, uh, we can do a quick staff presentation and then we will look for a motion. Um, and we actually have planning staff here. Uh, this is where CDBG unit works very closely with our planning department. Um, so I will Bridge. pass it off to um, Dan Bridge. in our planning department who will do a presentation. Okay. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, my name is Dan McAuliffe again in the planning division. I'm going to go through this very briefly. Um, what do you say? What do you say? Um, to can everybody, is it in the regular view? All right, great. Um, again, my name is Dan McAuliffe. I'm the planner with the planning division, one of the co-leads along with Angelo Puerta, who's also in the meeting for the Northeast Area Plan. Um, so this is our, our first of our two framework plans that are coming about. Um, they are larger than our more typical plan areas uh, because we are moving through the entire city. 
um, in about a 10-year phase. Um, and I'll talk about why we're, we've made this change. But our plan area is what you can see here. It's bordered by uh, 9094 on the east, Highway 30 on the south. On the west is going to be the Canadian Pacific Rail Corridor, uh, kind of over by the airport and going down on Packers Avenue. So it's a relatively large area. Uh, it's about 15,000 uh, residents in about uh, 7,700 acres. Um, relatively diverse, about 47% or 43% non-white and Hispanic. So one of our more diverse areas in the city. Um, there's quite a bit of housing units. Uh, we do have two CDBG focus areas in, in this that we're going to be spending more time doing a, a greater level of public engagement and um really kind of understanding the needs of those those communities that those are going to be Sandberg and Thompson. These are uh, census block groups that have a higher concentration of low and moderate income. So these represent about half the planning area, both in terms of population, household size, about 70% of renters in a, a lower income with about median household income, about $47,000, similar demographics overall as well. As I mentioned, uh, this is our one of our first uh, planning framework uh, plans. And so again, the reason we're doing this is to have a clear plan recommendation. So 10 or I'm sorry, 12 geographies that will cover the entire city that allow us to go through and keep our plans updated more frequently. Uh, we do a lot of uh, coordination, uh, both in terms of uh, the CDPG elements with CDPG staff, but also with parks, engineering, um, and other divisions that where we're sharing kind of common interests. Um, these are consistent higher level topics um, like land use, our transportation needs, uh, where, you know, the, are there intersections that need to improve, what are the street designs, bike lanes, uh, parks, both of in terms of where they are and their programming is going to be something that's going to be discussed during this process. Uh, other things like stormwater management and building height. Um, and as I mentioned, we are going to have a little bit more detail uh, stemming from that greater level of public engagement in these CDBG areas. Um, our plan is to have this done in about a year. Uh, we're starting with our kickoff and profile. So getting out in the community uh, relatively quickly after authorization, uh, understanding the issues, opportunities, values, um, and thoughts of those residents and stakeholders in those areas, uh, beginning to have a draft of recommendations and then formulating a draft plan into the second and third quarter of this year before coming back for adoption. During that plan, we do intend to come back to CDBG for a mid-project checkup, uh, much like you're seeing on the Hawthorne True Acts uh, following this presentation. Uh, we do have about $25,000 for public engagement, and we'll help to use that for uh, helping with community partners um, and community navigators that help us reach underrepresented populations. Also with, uh, with fun, uh, holding events and community meetings, sometimes would be childcare or translation. Uh, we are at the end of our introduction process. After CDBG, we just hit uh, plan commission, which is a lead, and then we are back at Kelman Council on the 17th, and our plan is to start on the 18th so long as we get approval. And if with that, I'll answer any questions. So is there any questions? Oh. Well, um, Dan, or any discussion? No, none. So does that mean? Huh? Okay, go ahead. 
I, I just want to say, I guess, thanks to uh, for Dan, to Dan for being here and for uh, giving us that quick overview and uh, good luck on the plan. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you guys will do great and have great participation. So thanks for being here. Uh, thank you for those comments. So we will need a motion and a second um, to make sure that the plan um, is moving forward. Can we please have a motion to move the plan? Well, I move approval. Okay. Second. Move by Matt, second by Alda Kangulin. Uh, do we see any? I will take that as uh, the motion pass to approve the authorization of the city of Madison plan division to prepare the North, Northeast area plan. Okay, so um, we get to next item. Item four, planning division and staff information presentation on Houghton, Truex neighborhood plan. Planning staff, Linda Hovett. Linda. So, so I'm just going to do another little brief um, <laughs> update. So again, um, we work with our planning department um, on these neighborhood plans. Um, this is a plan that came to you guys earlier in 2022, um, but they are about to finish this neighborhood plan. So I believe it is Brianna that will be doing this presentation. Um, and they will actually be coming back to us again in a couple months um, for recommendations of what to spend the CDBG funds on. So we wanted to um, refresh everybody and bring um, the plan back to you guys, um, especially since we have new members, um, to kind of just um, do an overview before we have to vote on the specific CDBG um, items. So I will let staff take it away. Sure. Um, thank you for the intro. Yes, I'm Brianna Collins. I'm with Hawthorne Truex Neighborhood Plan. I'm here with my colleagues, Dan and Linda. Um, actually, Dan um, already introduced kind of our boundaries, a little bit smaller than the, the Northeast plan, um, but it's shown here. Just a quick reminder, we are planning um, to update the existing plan, which is 20 to 30 years old with old data. Uh, Madison grow is growing, and so is this area, and we are making updates. Um, to the last 2001 neighborhood plan, um, exploring new uh, opportunities with the BRT coming into this area, um, the DOT redesign of Stone Road, and um, also looking at the recommendations that were um, adopted in the nearby Greater East Town area. So um, since the last time you saw us um, during Q3 of last year, um, we worked with um, communities, um, community members in the public and um, community partners to put on uh, pop-up markets at uh, food pantries, Madison College, and we hosted virtual meetings um, to engage residents and community partners on initial concepts and recommendations. Um, and we also hosted a community gathering and neighborhood dialogue at Hawthorne Elementary Open Space um, during Q4. Um, we started some initial conversations and um, community engagement regarding possible CBG um, projects that are, um, I don't know, um, might be um, favorable for the folks living in the area. 
Um, and then we'll continue to explore other ways to um, receive public feedback moving into um, the next couple of months. And so we're planning on um, introducing this plan um, for introduction in February. Um, some major feedback themes that we've um, heard from the community members, um, one being housing, uh, maintaining affordability and um, concerns of displacement, uh, redevelopment opportunities along East Wash, um, particularly at the Bimbo and car dealership um, locations, traffic and pedestrian conflicts, making sure that folks are able to get to where they're going safely, um, adding more sidewalks, lowering speeds, particularly on East Wash. Um, also making sure that folks have a place to go and um, are able to connect with others in the neighborhood, um, making community events, um, separating barriers um, to residents and so forth. Um, some values that are shared among residents, um, just growing mindfully, um, improving access to programming activities, improving um, aesthetics and so forth. So some shared values that we worked with um, community residents and community partners to draft up just so that we can frame our recommendations around. Um, staff plan use recommendations um, just to highlight some major themes, which is higher intensity at BRT, um, BRT stations since folks will have um, access to those stations and will be able to access some commercial spots. Um, really working on the missing middle and greater mix of housing. And so there are some shifts from commercial to mixed use um, to allow for residential uses. Um, so this map is kind of highlighting those changes. Next, um, for draft transportation recommendations, um, we will be working on supporting BRT, which is coming soon, Highway 51 goals, um, increasing um, sidewalks and pedestrian improvements to help folks um, get around and creating and reconstructing streets um, to really make sure that folks are getting there safely as well. Um, some draft neighborhood and housing recommendations that we have come forth, um, encouraging new affordable housing um, through the affordable housing fund and particularly looking at the Dane County Wright Street property for this um, opportunity, um, making sure that folks are able to take advantage of the one, um, 150, I'm sorry, 150 program and soundproofing. So just making sure that folks have access and are able to take advantage of that program and promote um, existing city housing. Um, some draft culture and character. So designing um, public amenities, making sure that um, some community partners are able to host events um, since that's a great need and want in the area. Um, looking at temporary use uh, for pop-up galleries and other community events and um, working to create more public art opportunities and policies in this area. Um, and just to note, um, it didn't save over, but um, these recommendations are separated from city-led um, recommendations and also community partners-led, so they'll have some things to work on as well um, and not just the city. Um, for draft community building programs and partnerships, um, developing, um, developing community spaces for youth um, so they can have a place to hang out, um, increasing capacity for a city supported child care and so forth. So really uh, making sure folks have access to um, community programs and such and really increasing that um, in this area. Um, so for the CDBG funds um, during January public review of the draft, uh, we will be requesting uh, feedback on how CBG product um, projects money should be spent. Um, so we kind of already started doing this at the um, EMCC or East Madison East um, Community Center. 
Um, so this is just working with community partners to weigh on the list of possible CBG projects and rank them in order um, of importance. And once the plan is adopted, um, CBG staff will help um, lead um, the implementation of these projects and include working on with um, any community partners or um, property owners that will need help executing contracts and then coordinating um, the grant funds with um, through the distribution of HUD. Um, so just a reminder, we have $250,000, which is targeted for the um, expenditure um, over the next two years. So we'll plan on sending these dollars within the next two years to get the project rolling. So some major um, public feedback that we've gotten from both um, some community members and community partners is just there's no there there. So creating or using this money to create a gathering space, um, also working with others to allow that to happen, childcare, uh, working with nonprofit providers to make that happen. And so working with Madison College, private, private providers and other city programs to make sure this um, works. And then youth facilities. So um, particularly we've been looking at a basketball court um, at different locations, such as in Turex um, or other locations in other um, youth facilities, such as bike skills, course, skateboarding and so forth and just working with city parks, county, CDA, and others to get that going. Um, so next steps, we are looking to continue doing some public outreach and start going through the city review and plan adoption um, in the next month. Hopefully, um, can adopt in March. And so I'll stop sharing and um, speak it back to you guys if you guys have any questions. Thank you for allowing me to present. Thank you for that presentation, uh, Staff Brenner. Um, I can open it for uh, any questions or discussions on this area. So I have seen none. Then I will open. For a, a motion to uh, approve, a motion to approve the planning division staff information presentation on this to move forward. So, uh, so Alison, this to... actually won't need a motion because um, okay. this was just a presentation, um, okay. so it's not an action item. Um, okay. But they so they'll be back in um, March though with kind of those uh, CDBG funded project recommendations, where then we will have to make a motion. Um, to uh, kind of give staff direction uh, to decide which projects will um, want we will want to fund with those CDBG funds. Thank you, Lynette. Yep. Thank you for that. Yeah. So thank you. Then, okay, Alda Kanklin. Thank you, Chair. <clears throat> I do have a quick question. Um, maybe Lynette can answer this or whoever, but I'm wondering, so there's $250,000. Is there any like limitations on what that could be eligible for? You know, I saw the splash pad. I saw some basketball courts. Is there, is this an RFP first question? And two, is there any type of parameters or how do, how, how do we decide about the money? Yep. 
Um, so the parameters um, mostly with the CDBG funds is um, we focus is the federal regulation kind of parameters first. Um, and which means that when we are funding the projects that come out of these neighborhood plans, um, we want them to be capital projects um, because we can't fund operations with our CDBG funds because we're already maxed out on um, the public service cap that we can spend for our CDBG funds. So that's kind of the first um, threshold is it has to be a capital project. Um, the next threshold is um, we do want it to be some type of um, usually competitive process when it comes to CDBG funds, when it comes to like who is going to get the funds. Um, but that is the work first that planning does of um, hearing back from the neighborhood of what they actually want to use the funds for. So if let's say they decide um, we want to do a splash pad, we will work really closely with like the parks department and the competitive process that comes out of that is who is the actual uh, you know, general contractor who gets the contract to do the splash pad. That's where that competitive process um, comes from. Okay, so it's not necessarily competitive through the community centers. Cause let's say, what is it? Eastside Community Center. And I don't even know what another one is over there, but it's not competitive for them to like, you could split the money up. Let's say they both had two really good projects. It's not like, okay, who can, yeah, okay, gotcha, yep, gotcha, gotcha. Yep, okay. yep. The, the, our first priority is yeah, hearing back from the neighborhood. Um, so right. yeah, if there are two community centers, wherever we do these neighborhood plans and the neighborhood both identifies a capital need at both mm -hmm. of those, and it's in those parameters, um, we, we could move forward with some type of project. Um, for the most part out of these neighborhood plans, um, we are usually um, funding something um, that is gonna be, you know, um, like we funded like public art before. Um, we have done a lot of projects of improvements in neighborhood parks. Um, so uh, sometimes it's playgrounds. We've done improvements of like drinking fountains in uh, the neighborhood um, parks. Um, we've done um, improvements to lighting in bike paths. So a lot of times the projects end up being something that is very focused more towards like um, a, a neighborhood amenity that uh, the neighborhood is, is likely to see. Okay. And so this is kind of like my last question. So how are we engaging the community and do we have any type of demographics? Cause I'm just wondering too, like, you know, people who come to have their voice heard at these meetings, let's say like, it's not an established neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? Or a community center. How do those folks, how are we listening to those folks and getting those folks voice heard at the table? if nobody, if there's not like a real leader, let's say in the community. Sure, so we've been working with community partners. So there's definitely um, different amount of organizations and nonprofits working in the area that are in touch with um, the community members there. So we first work with them to start gathering and coming up with these ideas. Um, we've been doing pop-up shops. So folks don't have to be in a particular place. You can be at a park, you can be at the food pantry center, or so forth, Madison okay. College um, to engage folks. And we are looking to do that um, moving forward and just really um, honing in on underrepresented folks. So if we're not seeing certain type of demographics, um, but 
honestly, East Madison Community Center has been a really great partner with um, doing outreach. They just do a great job hosting events and getting the word out, particularly to the Truex um, folks, which are um, we haven't um, didn't hear from, but in um, in recent months we have been been able to engage, and so we. Um, continue looking forward um, other ways to outreach, um, do outreach to folks, but um, just doing pop-ups and um, meetings and really getting the word out through uh, word to word and so forth. Okay, thank you, Brianna. That's great. Happy to hear that. Thank you. Do we have anyone, any other questions? Brianna? I don't have a question that I just wanted to uh, say thank you to Brianna as well for being here and for giving us that great information and for all the hard work that I'm sure you've done and will continue to do. Thanks. Thank you. So, then... so, so I just know it's six o'clock. Um, we have exactly quorum right now. Um, I know, um, I think there was some parent-teacher conferences. Yep. Um, so I think Tiffany is going to have to go. So um, after Tiffany has to log off, we do lose quorum. So we have to end the meeting. And um, if the next meeting we talk about person in person or Zoom, I will just say this is one of the cons of Zoom. Uh, once we lose quorum, none of us can even chit chat and talk anymore. Um, just my little plug of pros cons. Uh, but we will discuss that at the next meeting. Um, I did email uh, the 2023 calendar to everybody so you can see about some upcoming um, events. My color scheme is green things. Um, our action items have to be voted on. Um, we will add things to this calendar as things come up. You'll notice in May, we meet on my birthday. Great opportunity to cancel if needed. Oh, and Matt Fair's birthday too. I forgot we're birthday buddies. So if there's a light agenda, maybe we cancel that month. Uh, so, or that's the greatest one to do in person. We could do that too. So um, yeah. I just want to respect Tiffany's time because she did say that she would have to jump off at six. And I know, um, I think someone else has a 6.15. So okay. I was if you want to call for a yeah. motion. Yeah. So that means like uh, we can call for a motion to adjourn the meeting. Um, can I have the motion to adjourn the meeting? Um, well, first, I think we have to make the motion to refer whatever items were left on the agenda. If we didn't do that already, I apologize. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think just okay. the action item, right? Just the action item. So we're good to make a motion for adjournment. I will do that. Okay. Thank you, Elder Colin. Can I have a second? Megan, thank you, Megan. And then uh, the meeting is adjourned at 6.02 p.m. Um, thank you, everyone. And then you make my job easy for me today. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. Happy, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.